Hello. Check one, check two. Check one, check two. Check uno, dos, tres. It's Nissan, chi, go, roco, ichi, achi, kuju. In, did, twa, ketra, sank, sis, we, nif, something. Check one, two, three, four, five. Check un, did, twa. Check uno, dos, tres. Check it's Nissan, chi, go, roco, ichi, achi, kuju. Let's try to do it in a few different languages. Hi, everybody. I'm going to just get right into it today because I am on vacation with my family in the Adirondack Mountains, um, and it's pretty great. I just didn't want to neglect my people here and not do a live stream. Today is called The Usual Suspects. We're going to deal with shame, uh, humiliation, and the weird fear that things have been happening behind your back the whole time and how people deal with that. Hi. Wow, we got a lot of people. The house is too white. Listen, I have white house pride. How's your brother? My brother's great. We're going to be doing uh, some streams. Guck's coming over soon, too. We're going to be doing some streams all week. I just got done cross-country skiing, which I think I kind of need. It makes me feel amazing. Hit the like button and share, or don't. It's on you, but you know, you know the right, the right move. Okay, this was Charlie's first airplane ride. And look at Walter. This picture tells several thousand words. Walter's like, Charlie, if you look at the dinosaur, it's really fun. We, uh, the kids were great on the plane. And Walter's new obsession is monster trucks. And no, that wasn't the patriarchy. That's just him. And so, um, as long as, like, whenever he'd get a little bored and restless, we'd watch monster trucks. And he can name all the monster trucks. He's like, El Toro Loco. He's like, Max D. He's like, where are some other ones? I go, Grave Digger. He goes, Dada, it's not Grave Digger. He loves monster trucks. It's so funny. All right, let's see what else we got going on. Oh, and this is this will tie into the whole theme of the show. So me and Amy got in, a, in an argument on the way to the airport. And uh, it's very telling as to human nature. And well, she was just saying that I wasn't being very nice to her that morning and, and the night before that I was being a bit of a grump and that I should give her more eye contact and that, um, you know, I was just being short with her and a little, little too bear like. And so I took that as like, no, I'm not. Because what happened in my mind is I was like, so last night, the great time we had, that wasn't a great time for you. So I was on a different. So, so you basically tricked me into thinking you were happy when in fact you thought that I was being uh, grumpy and detached and all that stuff. Okay. Long story short, I just was like, you know what? I'll just try to make more eye contact and be more responsive and see what happens. And uh, it's, that's literally all she wanted. I don't know if most women are like this because I haven't been in, in too many like long term relationships as I have been with Amy. But uh, a lot of times they just say what they want. And if you just do it, it's like pretty simple. You know, like women love eye contact. And if you're like doing work and uh, just kind of doing your own thing and, and you just don't look at them, they'll start feeling like weird. And so at first I... I I felt weird about it and I got mad at her um, because I was like, no, this is in your mind. I'm being a great dude. And then I was like, well, 
what if I'm not like, just so what, what is that going to hurt my ego? Is that going to hurt my whatever? So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to watch out for when I'm talking to her in a weird tone and just see. And it turns out I did do, I do do that sometimes. And I'm, I, I just, I just catch myself, you know, like if she's like, just like the littlest thing, I'll be like, well, what do you think that means? You know, and that's uh, that's not a good tone to have with your wife. And sometimes that happens when you're when you're married, you're your husband and wife. You're also parents. You're also business partners in a weird way, because even even just sharing uh, bills makes you business partners. And when you talk about money and all this stuff, you can easily start talking to each other in a very glib, uh, unaffectionate way. And so she called that out. And it's been great. We just made up and now we've been even more affectionate than we were before. And why am I talking about this? Because I think this can happen on a personal level and on a macro level and on a political level, on a spiritual level, on all levels. When when there's a certain type of person and this is fixable, it's not if you're if you're in this zone, it's not that it's not like you can't change because we've all been there where when confronted with reality you'd rather not face the shame of not seeing it earlier than, than changing and adapting and flourishing. And um, we'll get to that in a second. All right. This is a great tweet by Matt Walsh. A boy who has trouble focusing in school is mentally disordered. A boy who thinks he's a girl isn't mentally disordered. That about sums up our culture, I'd say. But this is the one thing I'd like to add is it doesn't have to be our culture. I, I'm done with the concept that like, I'm done with the sarcasm where it's like, well, I guess, I guess that's our culture now. I guess that like that, that, it, that isn't helping. Why don't we say that's wrong? I'm not criticizing Matt Walsh, by the way, that was a brilliant way of phrasing that. But like moving forward, I don't think it's effective at all to do the, the snarky, just like, well, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess it's uh, it's a mental disorder to to just be a boy, but it's uh, totally great to think you're a girl. No, it isn't. Like we have to start just saying no. Like yes means yes, no means no. Speak truth to power and rebuild our culture one brick at a time from these monsters, because that isn't true. That isn't our culture. That isn't reality. That's that's an illusion that they're putting on us, and. I'm done with it. And hopefully you are as well. And there is no amount of money or social praise that is worth selling out your children to this madness. Trust me. And once money is worth nothing, which inevitably will happen, whether it's in today, tomorrow, next week, your lifetime, your kid's lifetime, at some point, the money we have in our pocket will be a joke. It'll be meaningless. And when that happens and all the the moral exchanges that everyone had made to get that money, like what they've sold out, like what elements of their family and their friendships and their health and their well-being and their uh, their nation, they sold out for these meaningless scraps of paper will become an irony that only the most cynical could laugh at. All right, this was uh, this woman stood up to gender norms by naming her son Vagina. That's not standing up to gender norms. That's being insane. Back in my day, there was a song called A Boy Named Sue. A boy named Vagina is, is too far because that's, uh, that's, that's evil. That, that's, that's, that's an evil move. That, that, 
That's that standing up to gender norms. That's uh, that's sacrificing your son on the altar of progressivism, which is actually regressivism and a form of Satanism. The upside down boy is girl. Tolerance is intolerance. Racism is I don't know. You you guys get the point. It's um, it's upside down land. It's opposite world where hate is love and love is hate and. You know, everything's morally relative until it isn't, you know, it's like there's uh, there's no such thing as gender, but there's a gender pay gap. Uh, Donald Trump is literally Hitler. Now give all your guns to the man running the government. It, it just is. And so you can either just be snarky and snide and just be like, really, is this how I mean that this is why people don't read The New York Times or you can actively fight against it. It's just a lot harder to fight against it because you will be called a lot of bad words but guess what it's just a spell it's not real what's real is is love and family and and you get it okay so this idiot alexandria ocasio cortez i'm realizing is not an idiot it's easy to just think these people are idiots but this is by design she's now a member of congress you know when people would call trump an idiot i would always be like how do you think someone becomes a billionaire and president and is an idiot so she says, how is Columbus Day a holiday, but Election Day is not? Well, you would have to have go government workers on Election Day. That's, and, and so it can't be a holiday. Like, like anyone can see that. That's an idiotic statement. But what it's doing is it's pushing the idea that our traditions to be based around the state, that the state is God, the state is everything, the state is your mother and the state is your father. And uh, she's a sick bitch. And it'd be hilarious if she was actually related to Cortez. <laughs> and so she, she actually said this, under capitalism, man oppresses man. Under socialism, it's the other way around. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's so idiotic because like I, I said that to my wife, Amy, and, and she just stared blankly for a while. She's like, I don't get it. I'm like, exactly. Under capitalism, man oppresses man. So to reverse that, it would be man oppresses man. It's by design. They're not that stupid. They, they do that because they're trying to appeal to very low IQ, very evil people. That, that's who likes socialism. This is funny. Uh, it's how someone sees a glass. Optimist, half full. Pessimist, half empty. Realist, it's a glass of water. Physicist, glass, gas, liquid. Surrealist, just all wacky. Relativist, half empty, half full. Uh, utopist, utopist. It's just the opposite, like the glasses on the top, which it would never happen. Skept skepticist, it's not water. And then feminist, the glass is raping me. That's uh, that's funny. I like that. Because that's not sarcasm. That's, that's a, a form of satire. It's a reveal with comedy. It's not just like, really, really. All right, so you can have Black Pride, Asian Pride, Latino Pride, Arab Pride, Muslim Pride, Gay Pride, LGBTQ plus Pride, including pedophilia at this point, but you can't have White Pride or Christian Pride. Got it? By the way, if you don't agree, you are racist. Again, that's sarcasm, but why not just have pride in whatever you want to have pride in? See, the whole thing, the, the, the thing that, that Gandhi, who was a sick man, very, very sick man, he was a pedophile, look it up. He used to sleep naked with his uh, nieces underage nieces. This is all historical fact. This isn't some weird conspiracy theory um, to, to test his, his will. Will to what, you might ask? 
uh, having sex with his nieces to show his his uh, his uh, his uh, will over his own body's needs. He would sleep naked with little girls to prove that he could go without sex. That's 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 disturbing to a degree that that even Gandhi, that sick diaper wearing pedophile. But like what he a good thing that he taught, just like how Jordan Peterson has some good messages, even though he's also a sick puppy is uh, it's just non-engagement. Like, don't do what they ask. Like, if they say that you have to walk on the right side of the street and you don't want to give them power, you walk on the left side of the street. You just, it's non-compliance. So if someone says that, this this is sarcastic and funny in a way, but it's also cements this idea that, that all these people can have pride, but not you or you're racist. Got it? It's, it's funny how there's certain people that would read that and they wouldn't see the sarcasm and they'd be like, yeah, that's, that's true. And this is actually just a form of spreading that idea, which is destructive. <laughs> so why white, why Christian? Because Christian wants small government and personal accountability and white people are the majority of America. And all of this is to undercut the institutions of America so that there can be a takeover. And it's been in our face for a long time. The movie, The Usual Suspects, um, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist, right? And the, the meta message of that was we had an actor, Kevin Spacey, and a director, Brian Singer, who were both pedophiles hiding in plain sight. The director of that movie is an uh, alleged by many people as a pedophile, as an open pedophile, Brian Singer, he's a homosexual, attracted to teenage boys openly, and then there's been allegations of child rape. And then, of course, Kevin Spacey is a homosexual, attracted to teen boys that have been allegations of child rape. So you have this movie with this brilliant and accurate um, reveal in it of truth, which, which the devil is trying to convince you that they don't, the devil does not exist. But at the same time, they're the devil. And that's, that's the ultimate, because the devil is, oddly, is funny. Where the, the devil wants to make a, but, but it's like that sick, twisted funny. It's that cruelty funny where the devil wants you to uh, make a fool of yourself. To, to wear with pride something that is your own chains. That to fall in love with your captor. Like these, these ironies that are not to reveal, just like the bear, that one bear said, several a week ago or, or two that, that I, I can't get out of my mind because it was so true with some jokes are to uh, normalize evil and some jokes are to reveal evil. And that's why comedy can be, it's almost like the force in star Wars where you have the, the green saber and the red saber where it can either be the dark side or the light side. And that's why certain comedy is so suppressed because I'm no Jedi Knight, but the amount of censorship I face compared to people, and it's not about like saying the right or wrong thing. It's about whether or not you're promoting evil or not. And when you have Michelle Wolf and all these, and Louis C.K. and all these people who are doing jokes about like how awesome abortion is and how much they hate their wives and their kids and how they're like, Louis C.K. called his his daughter a cunt, like his five-year-old daughter. It's, it's funny in a sense, but it's also not. It's like, it's almost like fast food tastes good, but it doesn't really. It's like you find yourself laughing at just the taboo nature of him just being like, my daughter's such a cunt. And I'm like, 
but she's five. And and you start realizing that that type of comedy has a a point, and that's to degrade society. And then you have jokes that reveal, and people laugh at how true it is. And that's one step to having, like when the left always says, let's have a conversation. It's time to start a conversation. They don't really want to start a conversation because there's certain jokes that the whole point is to make a funny and and and. When you see other people laugh, you're like, oh, you feel it too? And then that's the first step into accepting some some tough realities of our life. And they're very different. One group, like me, is is extremely censored. I'm not allowed. I'm permanently banned from Twitter. I got my uh, live streaming ability taken away from uh, my other YouTube channel. And uh, now that you see these, these tech stocks plummeting in the face of a Democratic legislature because these it's very anti-business so now we see our stock market just tanking again and also because these tech giants are, are giving up billions of dollars for ideology like i was an earner i was making them thousands of dollars a month and they burned that because that because they said said that i had wrong think and they'll show executions they'll show you know, little children and drag. So it has nothing to do with morality. In fact, it's the opposite. It's someone reinforcing a Christian morality that was the foundation of America is seen as bad and people promoting these occultist type, satanic, materialistic, uh, atheistic mentalities are promoted. I mean, they're, they're put in the algorithm. That's why I say like and share because the algorithm is against people like me. And so the way to get around that is action. Because the thing about evil is evil wants you to, de to deserve it. There's a weird thing that happens with evil where you have to let in the vampire. You have to say, well, come into my house. And there's different stages of it. And Jordan Peterson is functioning as a quasi um, spiritual advisor to this new globalist um this new, this new globalist, I can't think. Is Charlie okay? Aim? I The baby's crying. Is he all right? All right, cool. Um, because you have, you, they rolled out Sam Harris and people like that. And if you want to have a better idea about this, get um, Vox Day's new book, Jordan Edicts. Can't wait to read it. He just sent it to me. I'm going to have Vox on the podcast next week. Really good dude. And... Um, Sorry, I got. I can just hear kids in my head. And I just like I'm trying to keep. Uh, I haven't had any coffee or caffeine today. I'm, I had a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I had a cup. I had a cup. I need more. But uh, what happens is when you have the Sam Harris's, they run out of steam. They run out of uh, young men are like, yeah, this guy will stand up to Islam. This guy says what he believes. This guy says uh, f you. To uh, And the only reason I'm not swearing is because aside from a hard C, I think I've went this whole episode without swearing, which not that I need to do, but it's just uh, sometimes I like to challenge myself to see if I can do it. But um, to establish uh, churches that have been corrupted, you know, like uh, and, and that's awesome for people, but it's not enough. They run out of steam. So that's when Jordan Peterson comes in and he mimics he mimics Christianity just enough to get people to enter and then he corrupts them. And he's, he's legit a crazy person. One of the reasons that I was so um, heartbroken about the Peterson thing is because 
he started saying weird stuff, like how he was with Faith Goldie, how he, he wasn't actually supporting free speech. I let it go. I didn't even bring it up because I like to be forgiving to people that I think are doing good in the world. And then he, you know, when I, when, when some close friends of mine uh, were, were paying $300 to shake his soft, effeminate hand, I was like, that's weird. And I, I started, in case you guys didn't notice, I started not promoting him, but I wasn't going to bash the guy because I'm like, all right, well, he signed with CAA, which was the agency that dropped me when I came out against trans children. So that's not a good thing. He start, I started realizing in a speech pattern that he was uh, a moral relativist where he's like, it depends on what you mean by God. And he said that, of course, they made Jesus a, uh, a carpenter. That's archetypal. And I'm like, he doesn't even think Jesus existed. Like he thinks it's just all literature. And he's, and he's mimicking a Christian. He's mimicking. And this is the thing that really sealed it. There was the Kavanaugh tweet. But even before that, I started really understanding some of this stuff. He was part of the writing of Agenda 21 in the UN, which gets rid of all uh, national boundaries. And so he says he's a non-identitarian when he has to be, because he was talking about running for prime minister of Canada. Identitarianism doesn't just mean race or gender, like American, Canadian. Th those are identities. So identity politics is literally national boundaries is also identity politics. These are some very, um, these are some very tricky things to talk about because so many people like Jordan Rubin, Jordan Rubin would say something profoundly great and insightful. Like it's not, uh, it's not progressivism, it's um, re regressive. He called them the regressive left instead of the progressive left, which is an accurate depiction of what they're really doing. They're, they're progressing towards madness. They're regressing towards totalitarianism. That's true. But then he would talk about how identitarian politics is all bad. And I would agree with that because at the time I just saw LGBT and 60 and I'm pansexual left-handed leprechaun and you know how blacks would vote only for their skin color and gays would vote gay and all this. But then I started really thinking about it and it's like, Every, everyone has identity outside of their own individuality. Like you're, you're part of a group no matter what. Like I'm part of my family. I'm the head of my family. And then there's my extended family. You know, I'm from New York State. I, I would consider myself a New Yorker. And then now I live in Washington State. I'm an American. I'm a Christian. I'm a dog owner. You know, there's all these identities outside of yourself. So being against identity politics and then also wanting to go into politics is very weird. And Agenda 21 is a UN proposal where there's no more national boundaries. This is why right now migration policy is being pushed in America and Trump is trying to stop it. But it's saying that, that these refugees don't have to flee from any war and they can choose any country they go into. And that uh, a judge just ruled that we can't stop them. So before, when they said there weren't any Central Americans coming to our country, now they're admitting that there are tons of them and we have to let them in. This is a long game that there are no national boundaries, no identities. Uh, the goal is no religion. It's John Lennon's imagine. No religion, no countries, no possession, right? Of course, there is for the elite, for the rulers. They... Like de Blasio openly was talking in a, I think I might actually even have this. And then I'll get to the, the videos to kind of prove that this has been going for a long time. And so just like the usual suspects thing, 
I didn't want to admit that Jordan Peterson has been insane this whole time. Even when I loved him, even when I promoted him, even when I did a video about how he reminded me of my mother, you know, like these intimate type things the whole time. He was pushing this Agenda 21 stuff way before Bill C-16. You know, and this this one guy tweeted, Bill doesn't like private property. Maybe he should give his house to the government. See, that's what I'm talking about. I, I'm almost getting more annoyed by right-wing people that that either are willingly blind to the fact that the left doesn't ever hold themselves to their standards. They never will. They never want to. They never have any plan on that. Like Amy Schumer, when she talks about her baby bump, it's not a fetus bump. It's a baby bump. Five months in, that's a baby bump, not a fetus bump. Like with their own kids, they don't treat them like these chemistry experiments. They don't get divorced like they're telling everyone else to get divorced. They don't die of heroin unless they're knocked off by one of the Clintons. So Bill de Blasio openly said, what's been hardest is the way our legal system is structured to favor private property. That's his opening statement. I think people all over the city of every background would like to have the city government be able to determine which building goes where, how high it will be, who gets to live in it, what the rent will be. I think there's a socialistic impulse, which I hear every day in every kind of community, that they, well, he's a liar because he, he doesn't go to every kind of community every day. So you know he's already a liar, just like Jordan Peterson's a liar. That they would like things to be planned in accordance to their needs. They don't know their needs. No one knows their needs. This is all nonsense. It's a power game. And so what's happening is they want, Jordan Peterson was one of the architects of the psychology behind Agenda 21. And he rightfully understands that people will have um, a hole, uh, a God-shaped hole in their heart where religion needs to go or where God needs to go, Jesus Christ, where the, 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 the utopia beyond our world, where, and, and Vox Day said something really cool in his last podcast about like, someone asked what would he say to Sam Harris in a debate about God? And he said, well, do you believe evil exists? And as soon as someone believes evil exists, which it does, and if you don't think evil exists, just look at the, just child abuse. Someone, someone raping, kidnapping and raping a child. Imagine if someone knows what a child likes and says like, oh, I have that in my van. Oh, you like, you like Mickey Mouse? Come And it's like Mickey Mouse. And then they're raped and killed. That's evil. There's no moral relativism with this. That's evil. So if evil exists, there must be God. And if not, I'd, I'd love to hear that explanation. Like, if there's pure evil, how is there not pure good? Because, you know, Peterson likes to talk about balance, chaos, order, all this stuff. So if there's and, – and balance isn't good. Why would you want as much evil in your life as good? Like, why, the, no, that, that's not true. It, it's, it's trying to justify their own appetites. And, and as time goes on, we will see – the reveal of a lot of these people's appetites. And when you dive into a lot of the, I, I'm going to do more on Hollywood down the line, obviously, but it's, it's nuts. The people that are involved in, in just appetites. So this is, this is what really, Oh, this is a great meme liberals and Islam. And they're just watering the tree that wound up hanging them. Okay. So this is Thomas Sowell in 1981. This is one thing that really set me straight with the left. 
All right, watch. This is Thomas Sowell in 1981. All right, let's get this going. Since not all blacks will be superior, how would you try to even that out so that there would be some equality of job opportunities? I'm sorry you missed the earlier part of the program when I pointed out that uh, where you find uh, people not represented evenly, that does not show the institutional effect because almost nowhere in human affairs do you find people evenly represented. Oh, if, you, if you compare comparable people with respect to age, with respect to education, etc., you get a totally different picture, both with respect to blacks and women. Now, the figures that I saw, for example, show... Real quick, I just popped in the chat... Someone said, uh, you misrepresent, you misrepresented, um, I'm just going to tell a story real quick, and then I'll continue with the clip. They said, you misrepresented what JBP said so bad, I'm actually concerned. Just to give you guys a little ammunition against these sick puppies, like the guy who just said that, and um, they're not really concerned. There was a busboy that I used to work with at Koji's, Hollywood and Highland, right? And recently, I, I posted that uh, clip I did of Jim Acosta. And he said, dude, I'm really concerned about you. And he said it publicly. And I said, well, uh, do you have a family? Do you, are you married? Do you have a job? Tell me about your life, Jesse. Are you still uh, uh, just selling drugs and working in a restaurant? Just trying to have sex with strangers. I didn't say that part. I didn't want to just embarrass the guy. But he was like, well, actually, I'm, I'm married. I don't have kids. I, I own a condo and I'm an executive assistant. I'm like, well, you have a rich dad, a rich lawyer dad. Did he buy you the condo? And he's like, well, no, I... I don't even, I'm like, dude, you didn't buy your own condo. A condo in LA is 500 grand. That's, uh, that's the cheapest, shittiest one you possibly can get is 500 grand. He's an executive assistant, SJW without kids. And he's a loser. And he, and, and he was like, Hey man, I just really love you. And you seem like you've just changed a lot lately. I'm like, well, I own a few houses. I have two children, a wife and a career that's flourishing despite being censored. My head's clear. How's your head? I don't do drugs. He's like, well, when I met you, you just seemed so carefree. I go, when you, when you met me, I, was, I did a song about how I wanted to give Jimmy Fallon AIDS. I've always hated the, the, and I was 23, 24. When they say stuff like, I'm concerned about you, I'm genuinely concerned. No, they're not. That, that's, that's a passive aggressive way. It, it's a way women operate when they're like, hey, I'm really worried about Tina. She just seems like so skinny. It's like, no, Tina just eats right. She's not a fat cow like you anymore. Like women do it all the time. They're like, I'm so concerned. You know, I just think he, I just think that Becky, ever since she got with Brian, it's just really changed. It's like, oh, you mean she's not a fat whore anymore? That she actually like loves someone and is planning her future? Like leave your concern for yourself. Jordan Peterson is a sick dude, sick. And the Jordan Peterson bots, because what he does is he takes these, these men that desperately want to look up to something strong. So they take a human being, which is always a bad call. Okay, I'll give you an example why you should never look up to a human being. Who's our greatest president? People say like Abraham Lincoln, right? So did you know that our, this is when uh, things get real muddy. Our greatest massacre in the history of America, it was, Native, it was against Native Americans. We killed like a hundred and something of them just just kill, just killed them all. And so then, you know, people would be like, oh yeah, I mean, the treatment of Native American. Who did it? Abraham Lincoln. Why? Not really a big reason. Probably because his dad was, was killed by Native Americans and he was kind of just, he was, he was a bit of an asshole. 
Abraham Lincoln said that that he never would ever support whites and blacks marrying and having children because he considered them subhuman. He only ended slavery to cripple the economy of the South. So who's your good guys and who's your bad guys? Guess what? Men are compromised, all of them, including myself. Don't look up to me like some sort of deity. It's really, really destructive. Only look up to God, Jesus. Don't, don't look up to man. Because what when you do, you end up losing your ability to see reality and function. Like that person said, you just misrepresented JPP so much. I'm concerned for you. Did they add any facts? Did they say what I got wrong? What, what re in reality JBP is? No. All they do is attack me in a female passive-aggressive way. Like, read Jordanetics by Vox Day. It'll blow your mind. Because it, it's like, I, I haven't read the book, but I've listened to enough of his podcast and his breakdowns of the, of the chapters. It's, it's a thorough annihilation. JBP is a is an evil dude, man. And he gets these men like that dude that just said that and he cucks them out. He cucks them out so that even in the face of obvious reality, he gets these, these young people to be like, I'm concerned about you. JBP, he's just thinking, okay? He's just, he's just thinking. Someone could ask him directly, do you, what do you think about abortion? He won't answer. Why not the reality? It's bad. But that gets you a lot of social heat, right? So what does he do? He goes, what I would say is I would not recommend it to someone I cared about. He's a lawyer, dude. He's a lawyer and he's a liar. And I am, he's so similar to like the head of Scientology or the head of just random cults. It's wild, dude. It's wild. So let's finish watching uh, Thomas Sowell. Uh, more recently, if you take black families where the husband and wife are both college educated and compare them to the white family where the husband and wife are both college educated the black family is now earning two thousand dollars a year more the problem is not the problem is that very few blacks fall in that category that when you compare category for category then we're talking about getting people a decent education i'm saying that you cannot say that numbers collected at the employer's place of business reflect simply the employer's policies. Those, num those numbers reflect underlying conditions in the whole society, just as numbers collected at a hospital do not show you that the people are sick because they're in the hospital. Oh, I, I would agree with that. But you would also have to agree that, generally speaking, women are paid less, for example, for the same jobs as men. No, I would not. I would not agree with that. If you're talking about women with the same number of years of experience, with the same continuous service, et cetera, et cetera, then when I look at that, I don't find that disparity. I find, for example, in many cases, the women are making more, depending on how you break the data down. The difference with women is between, unmar is between married women and everybody else. That's the real difference. Well, even as to single women, the Census Bureau statistics, the most recent ones I could find, 1978, say that single men are earning $11,100 and single women are earning $9,300. But do you see this point? It's, it's never married is the difference. It, it's all word tricks, and it's ancient. Listen to this. Yes, I love, I love the word single that is used. When I did my study, I didn't use single. I used never married. You see a woman who is single at age 40, having spent 10 or 20 years raising children, is really not quite the same as a man of age 40 who's been working continuously for 20 years. And, and the differential she cited is not that great, so it could easily be 
accounted for by, by, by the Yes, population. because when I break them down the other way, I, I did this for the academic world, and there I found the uh, women who are never married, which is the term the way I, I take it, uh, there they were earning more than the men. And similarly, when the government did data some years ago on women who had been working continuously since high school into, the thir into the, their 30s. Uh, All right, so why, why am I playing that? Because I'm trying to show that this argument had been hashed out almost before my birth. And when, you, when I watched Barack Obama say it, and I originally I thought that it, he, it was a misunderstanding, that he wanted to be good, that he was trying to do the right thing. I really did. When Barack Obama first came on the scene, I, I thought he would be a good breath of fresh air. You know, he was not too inundated with uh, government and he was fresh and new and hopeful and all this stuff. And I was when he first talked about the wage gap, I believed it because I didn't read Thomas Sowell yet. And then I realized that anybody that knows anything about any of this knows it's been disproved. So it was evil for him to do that. And so this is when things start I wish I could have thought, oh, JBP has been, Jordan Peterson has been corrupted by CAA. CAA is an evil institution. They wrapped Hillary Clinton and Spielberg and they, they, they wrapped Harvey Weinstein the same time they were creating the Me Too movement. You understand that? Steven Spielberg is a sick, sick dude. I'll do a whole episode just on that guy. Does anyone know how the girl from Poltergeist died? Look into it. It's not, it's not a good time. Anyway, so that's when things get uncomfortable is when you realize that it's been happening for a while. It's kind of like um, the difference between having someone you love or care about cheat on you like randomly at a party versus a long, like hidden affair. And some of those affairs are so dark and so hidden and so hard to deal with that some people literally just shut off and ignore it and just go, ha. Ah. That's one thing, I think the grab him by the pussy statement by Trump rattled the left so bad simply because they realized it was true. It's like that, that accuracy mind control shit. Like these people have been so broken down that they don't, they're like automatons of like sex and approval out there. It's, it's really weird. All right, now I'm gonna play you a video from Blackpilled. It's this, um, it's this YouTube account, so check it out. Um, because he he uh, just updated this uh, this Yuri something. I saw this video a while ago. There's a long, it's like an hour and a half, but he broke it down. And then I'm going to break it down even more to a smaller little clump. But this has been going on for a while. And once you face the reality that you've, look at what I've had to face. Okay, I'm doing this like research on, on like child pedophilia in Hollywood and I'm blown away. I'm worried that I've like lost my soul just cause I've like associated with these people. Someone tells me about this adenochrome stuff, which I still don't quite understand if that's real or not, but I'm watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with this creepy scene. And then out pops, a, I'm like, oh, I know that girl. Oh, wait a minute. Did I live with her and have a relationship with her? Like I, I'm, I'm like scrubbing myself being like, what the hell was I part of? I was uh, thinking about writing a movie about a guy who accidentally finds it, finds himself in a cult because he was just wearing like an owl sweater by accident or some shit. And like some people think that they're, he's in and he's just so fun to hang out with that, that they just keep playing. <clears throat> and I'm watching this one 
And I'm like, Christina Ricci, who I used to date, is in the movie playing this like runaway. And I'm like, hey, Christina, could you have told me then that like the people you were hanging out with were like real sick puppies? How about that? It wasn't like I just dated her. I used to live with her. All right. Well, let's watch a little of this. Yeah. Power structure. The natural. Oh, by the way, this was a defected, uh, defected uh, KGB agent named Yuri something. This is from the early 80s, dude. This is not recent. My entire life, this has been the plan. Administration, which are traditionally either elected by people at large or appointed by elected leaders of society, are being actively substituted by artificial bodies, the bodies of people, groups of people, who nobody elected, never. As a matter of fact, most of the people don't like them at all, and yet they exist. One of such group is media. Who elected them? How come they, they, face, they, they, they have so much power, almost monopolistic power on your mind? They can rape your mind. But who elected them? How come they are, they have a nerve to decide what is good and what is bad for, for the elected by you, president and, and his administration? Who the hell are they? In a big establishment like New York Times, Los Angeles Times, major television network, you don't have to be excellent journalist. You have to be exactly a mediocre journalist. That's easier to survive. There's no competition anymore. You have your good, nice income, $100,000 a year. That's it. Whether you're better or worse doesn't really matter anymore. As soon as you're smiling to the camera and do your job. Power structure slowly is eroded by the bodies and groups of people who do not have neither qualification nor the will of people to keep them in power. And yet they do have power. Law enforcement, law and order uh, organization and structure is being eroded. For the last 20, 25 years, you, you, if, if you see old movies and new movies, you can see that in new movies, a policeman, an officer of the United States Army looks dumb, angry, psychotic, paranoid. A criminal looks nice, kind of, well, he smokes hash and, and shoots the uh, whatever drug, but basically he's a nice human being. He's creative and he's unproductive only because society oppresses him. A policeman is a pig, rude policeman. He abuses his power. Equality, equality, mind you. President Kennedy once said, people, we will make America to believe that people are born equal. Are people born equal? Is there any mentioning in the Bible or any other holy scripture in any religion, any religion, if you don't believe me, go to the library and check it. There is not a single word about equality, just the opposite. What you do is important, the merit of your personality. You cannot legislate equality if you want to be equal. You have to be equal, you have to deserve it. And yet we build our society on the principle of equality. We say people are equal, we know it is false, it's a lie. Some people are tall and stupid. Others are short, bold, and clever. If we put the principle of equality in the basis of our socio-political structure, it's the same thing as building a house on sand. Sooner or later, it will collapse. And that's exactly what happens. Equality. Yes, equality. People are equal. Is it true or not? Think about it. Equal opportunity in equal circumstances. Yes, but we know people are different. Even with the best intentions, people could not be equal.
and yet we repeat as parents, equality, equality, equality. Democracy, as it was established by fathers of this country, is not equality. It's the system where different people, unequal people, have a chance to survive and help each other in constant competition, in constant perfection, not in equality, which is superimposed from, from a, a, a godfather or a nice person in Washington, D.C. The moment you, you bring a country to the point of almost total demoralization when nothing... Oh, by the way, I, I skipped the beginning part where he talks about how the, the real method is not war. It's subversing a subversion. It's to get a people to hate themselves so that it's just a paper tiger. All right, just watch the end of this. Anymore, when you are not sure whether it is right or, or wrong, good and bad, but there's no division between evil and good, when even the... Leaders of church sometimes say, well, violence for the sake of justice, especially social justice, is justified. And we listen to them and say, yeah, probably it's true. Is it true? No, it is not true. Especially for the sake of quote-unquote social justice introduced by Marxist-Leninism. The next step is destabilization. To destabilize all the relations, all the accepted institutions and organizations in the country of your enemy. How you do it? You let them do it themselves. Radicalization of human relations. No more compromise. Fight, fight, fight. The normal, traditionally accepted relations are destabilized. Radicalization, militarization sometimes. We cannot solve our problems anymore. The society at large becomes more and more antagonistic. The media puts himself in the opposition to the society in general, at large. Separate, alienated. Now they become leaders of groups, preachers, public public figures. Prominently, they act. In, they actively include themselves in a political process. All of a sudden, we see a homosexual. Fifteen years ago, nobody cared. Now he makes it a political issue, and he rallies a ra large group of people. And there are violent clashes between him and guys. This is 1981. They were calling this stuff. His group and, and ordinary people, as long as this group come into antagonistic clash, sometimes militantly, sometimes with firearms, that is destabilization. Sometimes he, he gets money from various foundations for, for his uh, struggle for, I don't know, human rights, women rights, kid lib, prison lib, whatever. There are sympathetic Americans who donate their money to him. This stabilization process usually leads directly to the process of crisis. When the legitimate bodies of power, the social structure collapses, it cannot function anymore. So instead, we have artificial body injected into society, such as non-elected committees, social workers who are not elected by people, media who, sell, who are... You guys understand, Soviet just means committee. That's what Soviet means. Point the rulers of your opinion which claim that they know how to lead society forward. Here, we have all this artificial body claiming power. If the power is denied to them, they take it by force. Crisis is when society cannot function any more productively. It collapses. So therefore, the population at large is looking for a savior. The religious groups are expecting a messiah to come. The workers say, we have family to feed. Let's have a strong government, maybe socialist government, centralized. A savior comes and says, I will lead you. So we have two alternatives here. 
civil war and invasion. See how it goes? But the result is the same. The next stage is normally need any radicalism anymore. So this is the reverse from destabilization. Basically, it is stabilizing the country by force. So all the sleepers and activists and social workers and liberals and homosexuals and professors and Marxists and Leninists are being eliminated physically sometimes. They've done their job already, okay? They are not needed anymore. The new rulers need stability to exploit the nation, to exploit the country, to take advantages of the victory, okay? So no more revolutionaries, please. And that's exactly what happens in a number of countries. From now on, no more strikes, no more homosexuals, no more women lib, no more kid lib, no more lib. Normalization now. To reverse this process, from here, it takes only and always military force. No other force on earth can reverse this process at this point. At this point, it does not take military invasion of United States Army. It takes strong action to prevent the savior from outside to come into power and to stabilize country before it erupts into civil war. The ultimate goal, however ridiculous it may sound, or primitive or simplistic, is the world domination. This is what it is. All right. Well, I, I highly suggest that you watch the whole thing because he talks about also how um, once the left accomplishes what they are, are geared up to do, you know, all these LGBT, gay, right, they're all killed. It's happened in Cambodia, uh, Vietnam, Korea, Cuba, Ukraine, uh, Moldova, Latvia, Estonia, Russia. Like, every single time this happens, all these like idiots are all wiped off because author real authoritarians do not want Anderson Cooper running his mouth. They're all dead. They just serve a function. You want to see something kind of chilling as, as we were just watching that. Remember when he was talking about they, they need this like this leader to come forward and blah, blah, blah. All right, look at this creepy ass tweet exchange right so eric weinstein the position is held very important. all right what what divides these folks i i can't stand when people say folks anymore by the way it's so condescending is which way to break the symmetry but honest people see deep reasons that both outcomes are not healthy or workable uh we need a genius healer we just don't have save us genius healer and then jordan peterson says hey if Kavanaugh is confirmed, he should step down, eh? This didn't age very well, did it, guys? And it's going to age even worse and worse. And all the JBP bots are going to go, but, but guys, I mean, he didn't, he was testing us. He was testing us to make sure that we really believed. Bunch of, you'll all burn. All the people that aren't willing to open their eyes to reality, once, once there's this inevitable takeover, it's like, you're all dead. And it's like, there's no way around that. And, and just watch that Yuri video. It's so nuts. That guy, I'm going to play the beginning of it because it's it's worth it. And then uh, I'm going to read some PayPals and get out of here because there's some good ones and you guys are the best. But just watch the beginning of this. It's like, uh-oh, as my son says, uh-oh. 
and so what I'm trying to say is uh, when you realize that there's been plans in place for a long time and you've been played for a fool, admit it and move on. It's not a big deal. When, when you're dead, your ego doesn't matter. All right. W- watch this. I was born in a military family. My father was a high-ranking officer of the Soviet Army General Staff. I started working with Novosti Press Agency, the biggest propaganda and ideological subversion organization of USSR, which is directly under KGB. Ostensibly, it's a, it's a public news agency. Novosti in Russian language means news, but there are no news. It's mainly propaganda. Subversion. Always a destructive, aggressive activity aimed to destroy the country, nation, or geographical area of your enemy. The highest art of warfare is not to fight at all, but to subvert anything of value in the country of your enemy. Until such time that the perception of reality of your enemy is screwed up to such an extent that he does not perceive you as an enemy, and that your system... Your civilization and your ambitions look to your enemy as an alternative. You cannot subvert an enemy which doesn't want to be subverted. See, I love that. that. That's the hope of it. You can't subvert an enemy that doesn't want to be subverted. Hold on to what you care about. The highest art of warfare. Do you hear how he talks about it? This guy's a genius. He's like, it's to not even fight. It's to get everybody to destroy themselves for you. We are now living in, in a society where being a boy is an illness and thinking you're a girl is, is, is something that is welcomed. It's not an illness. It's like you should be protected and revered. You're trans. That's war. That's warfare. It's gotten to the point where it's not about tolerance, acceptance, none of that. This is legitimately a dismantling of everything important in life. No God, you know, replace God and Christianity with Jordan Peterson and his stupid like lectures, replace men and women with this non-binary gender fluid, just nonsense, replace good and evil with postmodernism, replace music, like compare Bach and Kesha. You think we're moving forward as a people compare? Like I was cross country skiing today, just listening to Beethoven. If, if Kesha came on the radio and it was like a time of like European prominence, like 19th century Europe, compare that to 50 Cent. Or, or, it's like, I'm walking in that club and my girls see me and I want to have sex with a stranger and I'm drunk. My name is Kesha. I am drunk and, uh, and I want promiscuity in my vagina. Uh, 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 uh. That's not an exaggeration. That's not an actual song, but it could be a number one hit. Like right as I was right saying that, there were CAA agents being like, oh, this is gold. This is just gold. It's like walking in the club with my vagina ready and I will have sex with a stranger and then abort the baby. And, 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 and then you compare that with like, I mean, it's just like, it's not even close. It's like one is like you're entering the mind of God almost. I mean, that, that I don't want to sound um, whatever that word is. 
But like that's being touched by by something great. Like Bach. Bach wrote all his his music to uh glorify God. That was his whole point. It was that he was an organist for a church. He didn't even get rich. PDQ Bach, one of his dipshit relatives did, but it was the point the, the whole point was to glorify God, not to get material possessions. That's why Bach was such a legend. Dude, the well-tempered clavier, the guy created the 12 notes in music. It's like that didn't exist before Bach. Bach was like, compare that to Kesha. I'm walking in the club with my vagina ready for sex with strangers and I will die. All right. Let me read uh, read some of these. Okay. This is, this is from Chris right now. Is there any chance Amy Schumer got pregnant just to have an abortion? No. She's the ruling class, buddy. Rules for thee, not for me. No. they, they All right. This is from um, Neil. Thank you, buddy. This is very generous. Hey, uh, hey, Owen, Tranny Bear here. Did you see where someone said that 10 Republican candidates running for Congress were outright racist or affiliated with KKK? Seems like an SJW meme or the press would be blowing up over it by now. Think maybe one slipped by and they're exaggerating. All lies, bro. When you say someone, what does that mean? You know the KKK was a Democratic wing, right? There's no one in the KKK that's in. The KKK is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous, like, I'm a nationalist. I want strong borders. I, like, the concept of being in the KKK is an absurd notion. I mean, it is sponsored by Bowen Branch Sheets. They're real soft. Promo code Shapiro. That being said, that's all horseshit. Bird, one of the only guys that was confirmed in the uh, KKK is a Democrat. Big Hillary supporter. Come on. Use the old grape. All right, this is from this is from William. Uh, socialism is a philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy. Its inherent value is the equal sharing of misery. Winston Churchill, keep up the fight, Big Bear. Thank you, brother. No, that's the thing. They can't subvert what you don't let them. That's the whole point. So that's why when we sarcasm is so destructive because it's like. Oh, so I guess now I can't have any pride in my family and my son's a girl. No, that's what like assholes are telling you that isn't true at all. You say, say truth. No means no. Yes means yes. I'm a comedian. I love satire. I occasionally like sarcasm. I like oxymorons. I like all that stuff. It's fun. It's fun sometimes. But about really serious things, the things that matter, don't, don't tango with the sarcasm. It's like... No means no, yes means yes when you're dealing with these type of things. Don't enter that sarcastic world because you're oddly putting words. You're giving words to something and making it real to a group of people. You have to understand, Asians don't understand sarcasm. Chinese people, if you're like, yeah, I mean, it's really warm outside in November in northern New York. They'd be like, no, it's not warm. It's cold. You stupid. How you think it warm? And you'd be like, Wow, you can really take a joke. It's like, I don't like joke. Why do you think I take joke? I buy laundromat. I make myself rich. So just know that a good amount of the uh, of the world doesn't like that weird stuff. All right. Big Bear, I doubt you're much of a hip-hop fan, but I recently listened to Hate It or Love It by 50 Cent in the game for the first time. He says, nigga stole my bike. That's awesome. P.S. For a joke song idea, uh, but how familiar are you with Louis' FX show, Louis? 
Was thinking it'd be funny if you riffed off the theme song, Brother Louie, Prodigy Bear, formerly Dakota Bear. By the way, thank you, buddy. Thank you, uh, Prodigy Bear. That was very generous. And uh, Nigga Stole My Bike is a hysterical uh, is a hysterical part of that song. I'm, I'm trying to keep today a little shorter, so I got to get out of here. But uh, let me make sure. Oh, this is another. All right. Joke idea. With all the bears who have gotten together, married, and had kids, you should almost promote like a bears dating app. Not really an app. But how about a parody of Beyonce's All the Single Ladies? Do your version of All the Single Bears. Much love, Prodigy Bear, formerly Dakota Bear. Uh, that's hysterical. Because there is. And it, nothing makes my my big white heart uh, full of more pride and, and happiness than when I see bears get married and have children. Based on the culture that they've uh, been a part of and been a part of creating and spreading here in the unbearables corner of the internet. That that's real hope. That's real good, good stuff. So keep that up. All right, last one. Oh, and I love both your comedy and your thought thoughtfulness. Please make sure the donation doesn't all go up. Sidekick bears nose, hysterical. Yeah, and I saw Scott in the normal chat was talking about how Justin Edbrook or something. I used to be rep by the guy. I don't even remember his name. But CAA is signing uh, Sidekick Bear. That would be hysterical. That'd be a funny theme that we have where it's like. Sidekick Bear takes the apple. He eats the apple. You know, the, the the devil's like the world for your soul. And Sidekick Bear's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm way into that. That's awesome. All right. Inspired all the mayhem in California. Here are new lyrics for Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. I, I hope you enjoy. Don't cry for me, California. The truth is I already left you. All through your wildfires, your mad taxations, forced vaccinations. Uh, and trans agenda. I'd love, I'd love it if you looked into vaccinations. That's a horrifying rabbit hole that most don't know about. Hugs to you, Amy, and your adorable kids. Can I be verified as Bam Bama Bear? Welcome, Bama Bear. And yeah, my my most recent rabbit holes. And here's the funny thing about the phrase rabbit hole. It, I, I think some of these are getting out of rabbit holes. It's almost like the reverse of a rabbit hole. Like the Spielberg stuff is nuts. And so is like Don Henley of the Eagles and a lot of these dudes like on the books have been caught like with 15 year old runaways, like dying at their mansions. And, and then they give a bunch of money to the Clinton foundation to make it go away. These are, these are like open, open things that you can just find. This isn't like putting together pieces. So yeah, vaccinations, the idea of vaccines, I'm into, but like what's happening with vaccinations, there has to be the combination of the things that are in some of these vaccinations have never been tested. And according to a lot of people, they're causing some pretty uh, rough stuff on kids. So uh, I'm going to look into that. And yeah, I got to go hang with the family, though. That's the whole point of um, a vacation. I just want to make sure I did a, did one. I hope you guys enjoyed today. Hit the like button and share it. It helps beat the algorithm monster, which I, I think it's important because we can't just keep being snarky. You have to like build something. Oh, there's two. I'm just going to bang the, these two out real quick. Michelle, hey, Owen, will you do a live stream with your mom while you were there for the holidays? Blessings and thank you for uh, your giving. Community Bear, of course. Yeah, and my brother and Guck. It's great to be back, by the way. I want to spend more time here. I love cross-country skiing. And I'm just such a Nordic ice machine that I need cold weather to, to feel sane. 
All right, last one from Israel. Thank you for the URI video. That's intense. I'm def oh Yuri. I'm definitely going to share that one. I hope you and your folks are doing good. Also, I saw your beer commercial for Old Spice deodorant, and it looked like a blast, so I bought some Old Spice, but it wasn't nearly that much fun. What the fuck? Anyway, as your attorney, I advise you to buy a really fast car with no top and get to Vegas. Yeah, that was uh, the last... Yeah, that was... I, I, I put that up. It was an Old Spice commercial I did where it was the moment I met Eric Nimmer. I don't do any of that stuff anymore, by the way. That's why paypal.me slash feed the bear, uh, Patreon slash WDTL, or just sharing it, liking the stuff, spreading it, coming to shows, hugepianist.com, Denver sold out. We have some more shows um, because I'm not touching any ads, none of that, because I don't want to self-censor. I don't want to hesitate in my mind and think, well, if I say that, Old Spice might be mad. The amount of money, like that one shoot, I made like, $20,000, $30,000. Like the devil really does have a ton of money. That was one day. And that was, uh, that's why it's so hard for people to turn. But like, I'm not motivated by money. Well, now that I have enough to live, if I was at zero, I, I, I would be, but uh, it's, 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 it's a dead end. I've seen too many rich people uh, kill themselves to think that that is any move like look at the Weinstein brothers and Jordan Peterson is so rich now and so what does he do he just keeps selling his own dick he just keeps selling everything he has oh and by the way this the watching number I don't know if it's just a glitch on my end but it's been at 794 the entire hour so that's either a glitch or something really bizarre is happening with that but it doesn't matter I'm about to upload it to the other one and thanks to you guys our numbers are insane. Like now it's like the average video we do is 40,000, 50,000 views on, on YouTube. That's, that's insane guys. That's daily. So, um, oh, so maybe it is a glitch 1400 out there, 1500. Sweet. So, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart, uh, for sharing, spreading, hitting the like button, all that stuff, because that scares people. You understand? Like one of the reasons that Trump didn't get assassinated or get just knocked knocked down is he like occasionally would be like, go ahead, there'd be riots in the streets. Masses of people scare controllers because that like that's the one thing that they can't get around is just masses of people because the people that make their hamburgers and their pants and drive them to the airport and do all the things that their soft little hands can't do. Those people can can revolt and kill them. So that's the one thing holding back some of these agendas because they can't kill all of us because they can't do anything. They literally have no skills. They can, like as someone who's done tree work and stuff like recently, just trust me, there's a lot of people that don't know how to cut down a tree. So it's like the thing they're worried about is that people get together and and could potentially ask for them to leave their kids alone and stop, I don't know, drinking their blood. And so that's why numbers matter. Views, likes, shares. That's why I'm kicked off Twitter permanently. I was getting too, too many. That's why right now there's this big article in the New York Times about how Facebook has to censor conservative websites and stuff on Facebook because uh, like the top 10, eight of them are right wing because that's what everyone agrees with now. There's sheep, there's broken people. 
There's people that'll just go with, like literally people that believe the official story of 9-11 are out of their mind. Now, I don't know what really happened. I have no idea. But but I know that what they say happened didn't happen. So I know that Caitlyn Jenner isn't the woman of the year. And so these are these are uh, purity tests that cults do, where if you agree with it, you're you're in. You're, it means you believe anything you're told. It means that you could just say that this isn't a blue shirt. This is a red shirt. It's right out of 1984. There are four lights. No, there are three lights. Say there are four lights or whatever the number was. And once you say something that isn't real, they know that you are just a walking, talking robot. Like a lot of Jordan Peterson's fans who were good men, people that could be so good are now stuck in this rut of being like, what Jordan thinks though and what he feels He's testing us. He's showing everyone that, that, that he's truly enlightened. And if you don't understand his speech, it's because you, you aren't educated enough. You don't know the words and the context. Okay, I have a crazy high IQ. My parents are both college professors. It, there's nothing. It's, it's smoke and mirrors, guys. People, I'll tell you the smartest people are the people that speak in the way that's the most easy to understand. That's how communication works. My dad teaches communications. It's like to, to be like mercantilism applied to post-industrial indoctrinated Western civility as procured by the great philosopher. Paganini fucking William Randolph Hearst. Like that's nonsense. That, that's to not fucking talk about anything. Anti-disestablishmentarianism was once mercantilism. The irony is, by the way, that mercantilism is actually what some of these idiots are proposing, like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's not even socialism. It's, it's mercantilism, mercantilism, however you want to pronounce it. It's, uh, it's, a pretty, it's pretty intense. Well, anyway, be grateful, though. That's the beauty of this stuff. I, I like to talk about this stuff to, to help people understand the world around them so that they can better arm themselves. Just don't agree to nonsense. It's like the amount of destruction that happens from simply letting a vampire in. Be grateful. Eat turkey. Be merry. If you're alive and you have living family members and you can take a breath of free air every now and then, be grateful because gratitude is such a good thing. And I'm grateful for my family, for you guys hanging out, debating with me, talking with me, sharing stuff. I'm grateful for everything we have. I'm grateful for the internet and, and all this technology because it allows us to form this community. Uh, I'm grateful for our country, despite what's happening now, it's, it's still standing. I'm grateful for cross-country skiing. I'm grateful that my son likes monster trucks and now I know um, what to get him for Christmas. Um, I'm grateful for washing and machines because I think like washing your clothes by hand would totally suck. I'm grateful my dog Benny's still alive after like 14 years. Grateful that I'm not a short person. Yeah, there's a lot to be grateful for. Uh, so much love everybody. Have uh, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a live stream tomorrow and be good. Stay hydrated and uh, spread the word. Peace, bye.